0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by BetSperts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy the Kremlin's got us in Vegas, but that is okay. Take number two one's gonna be even better than the first one I can feel it in my bones uh I hope you're having a great time in the desert uh my gal Maria Sachary. she got she's up a break gonna save my day today um how is your how's your trip in the desert so far and how excited are you for NFL week one to kickoff?
0: Pretty, pretty, pretty excited. Yes, we are back, Femi. Good to see you. I word is you live out here. We might have to oh, yeah. meet up we with got, you eventually, here, oh, oh, oh. Mr. Femi. Yes, yeah. he, from the hey. great Pacific Northwest. But yeah, we are back in the desert. We have an hour and t- thirty-four minutes before Honduras starts. And Reed really is a big Honduras fan. Wants to watch that, but I think we can fit in. We can fit a good podcast in there. There's a few. There's a few stinky games in there that we're not going to spend a lot of time on. But otherwise, we got a full slate. We are going to skip the Monday night game per usual. We'll talk about that Sunday evening. Otherwise, we have, what, 15? 15 football games to run through. And we'll talk about what we bet, what is maybe still bettable, some live angles to approach Matt, and a few other things, I suppose.
1: I think still bettable is the key, man, because these markets have had several months to mature. They are informed not only by people making bets on these games, but how people have informed the bookmakers on the priors for the various teams. Does that overall make week one more difficult to bet? Or do you think that in general, the priors are still soft enough that we can make money this week?
0: I think we can still make money this week. And for sure, I'm living by my mantra right behind me. <laughs> That's not even in the right order. It says laugh, live, love." Laugh, live, live laugh. love, laugh, live, love man. The, not even in the right order. I'm going to have to talk to the Airbnb. Not even a, I'm not even sure if he's a super host. i don't see if I'm going to look at that. So. No, I'm for sure. We, we talked about this. Anybody who caught the aborted Periscope version of this, we talked a little. Yes, there's this is the time where if you have a strong take and you disagree and you think the market is wrongly informed about something, you have a couple weeks because the market catches up pretty quickly. So if you think, you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a team last year that surprised us right out of the gates or, you know, it can surprise Packers. us. In a, the Packers. Yeah. Somebody that surprised us in a bad way. A couple years ago, the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins like yeah. losing by a hundred points in the first two weeks. If you are Think I don't want to say like if you think you're smarter than the market. No, I if you're onto it, if you're onto it. Yeah, if you're if you're yeah. onto it, because I think eventually that does become harder, where you have to find smaller edges. Early early in the season, yes, I think there's some edges to be gleaned. We'll uh, we'll try to find some of those. How many drinks have I? I haven't had any. Connor was supposed to go to the store and get beer. I don't know where that went. I'll probably have a few tonight. <laughs> honestly, it, it's, it's it's like time travel. I gained some night. hours. You're it's, drinking it's on early. a school night. It is, it is a school night, but I will probably be schooling some people in craps later. That's, uh, ah. that's the only school I'm going to. And ah. Yes, live from the desert. Drew will be out here tomorrow. We'll do a halftime show. We'll have some other stuff. We'll have some special guests. We're doing some extra on Friday, which is going to be a lot of fun. All
1: right. Well, I think overall your points were well stated, and I completely agree with you. All and although, And I will say, though, there are two ways to make money this week still. One is your prior is better than the market on Team A and B. Who are playing each other, and the other way is the pr- the season long priors for some teams don't really reflect this matchup at this point in time, and there are some bettable angles that you can take advantage of. I made a couple of bets like that as well, um, so kind of a fat card for me this week. And I think only about three out of my nine yep. plays are so far out of bettable range that I would say walk away. Don't don't get involved. Um, I so far out of my Nine that we're going to talk about on this podcast, nine out of the nine, two are unbettable entirely. Um, Two, I got my ass kicked by the market. (laughs) I wouldn't play them because somebody knows something that I don't. And then uh, the other five, the market is moving a little bit in my direction. and I'm, I'm confident that by the time we get to kickoff, I may catch even a little bit more value. Um, you're in the similar boat. I know a couple of plays you already had and the market has completely set sail on those. So good job by you. But we'll get to them and we'll start with the one that is out of reach. I played the Buccaneers at six and a half. We talked about this at length during the previews. I believe if not, uh, there's about 15 different shows that I was on in the podcast where I was saying, if you like the Buccaneers, you need to get the six and a half now because this is eventually going to seven. Uh, And it went past seven. In fact, I thought maybe seven, seven and a half was where was this was going to land. I think market wide consensus, you're looking at an eight to an eight and a half. And uh, there are, although there are some folks out there that are sticking their necks out to the, Nine, nine and a half range. Maybe bet online doing a little teaser protection action there. Um, But uh, whatever the case is, the market has moved aggressively in favor of the Bucs. The read on that is not complicated. Those Buccaneers team has returned at full strength. We've talked about this ad nauseum. uh, And they are taking on uh, a Dallas team that while they have revamped and reinvested in their defense, this Dallas team still has massive liabilities at the cornerback and safety positions. They will be passed on by every team that has uh, good weapons in the passing game. And I do not need to remind you that the Buccaneers have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, a slew of tight ends, and even playoff Lenny Fournette, who upgraded his cement hands to drywall hands last year in the yeah, playoffs. Like, Durac, you know, Durac hands. There you go.
0: Yeah. Durock. That's a good one. Um, the, the only thing I will say is there Godwin is injury tagged. however you want to say it. He's on tagged. um, I think it's just probable or questionable with a quad, which is, again, it's like trying to throw cold water on the Bucks, and it's not working because it's like, oh, no, we lost a wide receiver. Oh, we still have like three or four good ones. And honestly, some of the depth they have a receiver is so good too. And yeah, this might end up we, – we've said this before, and I think we might have said something similar about the uh, Chiefs last year. Like what if this team is just as good and the season kind of sucks? And it's like, oh. <laughs> and it, it, it might – it'll still be – I think we'll still have a very fun AFC season. Let's say the bucks are just a truck, they win 15 16 games, and the NFC is never in doubt. I think still we'd have a lot of fun, you know, with, with the, the races in the AFC. So I'm not terribly worried, but yeah, they bring so many people back basically, the whole team. If Tom Brady can not get injured and they don't suffer like a 49ers type cluster injury at every level, I think they're going to be just fine. In fact, they did have some injuries last year. You know, with Vita Vea and a couple other players, some a Marpet, there were, there were some there were some injuries, and they, they still got it. And really, the, the notes I had, too, is like the only positive thing I can say for Dallas is like, yes, Dallas was kind of that cluster injury team, and this offense should be pretty good, but they just don't have the defense to compete in a, in a game like this if it's going to be going back and forth. Uh, yeah, their all-line is going to be in better shape than it was last year, but it's still not like – something I'm impressed with. And again, it's a very, very tough front seven. So uh, have fun with that. And then really some of the quotes we had from, it's like the Patrick's Mahomes quotes from like two years ago. Where it's like, Oh no, he's finally understanding the NFL. Oh, what, was, what was his 50 touchdown <laughs> season? And there was similar stuff with Brady and you can yes, see it where right. it's like, Oh, like this guy's been playing for the same team for two decades. He comes into a new system, new coach, new, you know, everything. And that team really did click towards the end of the season. He didn't get a training camp really. He didn't get, you know, the, the preseason games, the prep, he just got thrown in with a new team with a lot of talent and they did click at the end of year. That's the scary part for me is like, they, they might, you know, with the preseason and all this might, time to prep, they might even be better. So yeah, yeah. I hard agree with the play. I know our friend, uh, um, I think, yeah Summa, maybe some yeah. Other people hit this over at an earlier number i'd probably agree with that too i wouldn't bet either of these you didn't
1: tell it though did you i didn't tell it and the i over don't, yeah
0: i i saw some 51 cheap i put a little on it okay i usually okay. i usually just i usually put a little on all of sumas if i if i'm around at the right time And I'm i not thought hard about it and I armpit.
1: i thought hard about it and i couldn't pull the trigger because i just i'm a little nervous still about how Dak and this offense is going to gel. And then by the time I got around to kind of deciding, oh yeah, well, the market's moved. Oh, I lost the best of the number, I'm over it. Uh, we get news that uh, Zach Martin uh, is on the ropes. Uh, and I'm currently, if you were to ask my value or rank value of all of the players on the Cowboys, my number one with the bullet is Dak Prescott and my number two is Zach Martin. And it's because his kind of cohesion in the interior of that offensive line is outstanding. Um, you know, his play is all pro, uh, and if he's unavailable and you're going up against a vicious pass rush here, you know, this is an aggressive defense for Tampa. They're going to find ways to make Dak's life a little bit difficult. And we haven't seen Dak against the pass rush since his ankle snapped. So some things to be a little concerned about Dallas putting up points, but although all that said, and I think we've already previewed this, I think I've already tipped this a couple of times. I'm hopeful that Tampa Bay is just up like a bush like buckets at halftime and we can find some way to attack Dallas either on the point spread or with the team total team over total over at, second at half, half yeah, Over I would second love half. That. So we'll tip tip that a little early here. That's where we're probably going, unless the game is fluky or weird.
0: And then also just kind of a closing point too, like there there might be a little bit of weakness too in that secondary for Tampa at times. Like Sean Murphy Bunting got a lot of props because he was just in the right place at the right time a couple times in the playoffs, but he still didn't grade out very well. That's true. Like the, you can pick on him. He's gonna lose. One, he's gonna oh yeah, pick.
1: he's gonna lose one on one to these wide receivers. Yeah, I, you they're, can, they're still you can very good it. wide receivers. So, gonna, you I mean, can count on
0: it. Hopeful. I, I don't have hope that we're gonna see a Dallas cover. I think a lot of people will be using this as a teaser leg, a survivor mm. leg. Somebody asked us like, if we should do a survivor segment. It's like you know, we we can kind of mention it throughout, but it's almost like giving someone fantasy advice. Like, hey, what should I do? It's like you need to tell me all about your league first and all the rules. It's like once you get deep into survivor, it's like. How many people are in your contest? What are the rules? Like, who do you have left? Like, it gets tricky. We can mention a few teams here or there. Tampa Bay actually is is the
1: highest EV survivor leg this week because it's thursday so. not many people are and you can
0: rebuy on for and you can,
1: right, yeah that's right you can rebuy
0: in the circuit you can rebuy so
1: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so T- tampa not the worst uh not there but there's guess what guys there's lots of opportunities to use tampa this year i do not think you have to yeah. uh force it, force one this week even though it is a plus ev look um let's move on uh again uh I, I th- I, and you know guess what if you want a little action Tampa as an open teaser, like, my God, find me a better one on the board. Tease
0: it open. If you really want to be bad, tease it with the over. Don't tease totals.
1: Okay. Lay this one out for me. Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: The Bills might be the same kind of thing. Like, who did they lose? I mean, a little bit here and there, but I mean, it's not the same as Tampa Price. This is still going to be a very good team. If we don't see a regression in the Josh Allen experience, this is one of your best AFC teams. It's probably close to being Kansas City level at this point. Just so much good coaching. They have so much at receiver. If Beasley doesn't end up screwing this up and they don't miss games because – and also, who knows what's going on with some of these locker rooms with some of these fights over vaccinations. Like, hopefully that doesn't have to come too much into the handicap this year. Lower total, probably just – yeah, these are good div- – it's funny how 48.5 has become a lower total. Lower total for – we just start naming the receivers in this game and then saying yep. the totals under 50. They are really good defenses. We we went over this a little in our, you know, running through all the teams. Like we said like these are I'd say actually Steelers are a better defense even though the the Bills kind of made their name on it a couple of years ago. Uh I I don't have a strong take on this. I know some people are just laying it with the Bills, saying this is silly. I th- that would be where I would go with this. Like I really think it might just be Oh, Big Ben lost weight, and it's gonna be good. But man, I said it might not be the better defense, but it probably might have the better night against that offensive line. That offensive line might struggle this year. Big Ben takes a couple shots. It doesn't matter who he have for receivers. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tricky. And yeah, Patrick brings up the home field advantage be a real thing. Those fans will be lubed up. It's not something we touched on a lot. We talked on a little with Seattle during their preview, but yeah, home field is fully on this year. And- it's going to make a difference. I think it's going to make a difference for some of these totals. Like if I had to bet this both sides, I'd, I'd lay it with the bills and I would play the under.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm opposite on both. <laughs> so this is going to be a good game. I can't, I, guess. Yeah, I can't, I can't this bet. I be can't bet game. the Steelers right now um,
0: so, with the unknowns. And yeah, for me, it's, right. it's a full pass game.
1: Okay. So stay away for Andy. Uh, I bet the Steelers here and I got, I waited all summer for this seven to pop. Finally got it. Uh, yeah. Zachary came just comes through. That was nice. Um, the, uh, the seven pops for the Bills and I'm mean, for the Steelers, and I grabbed it. And my rationale is not complicated. Are the Bills as good as last year, maybe better? Yes. No questions about that. Your prior on the Bills should be very, very solid, Rare, narrow range of outcomes, especially early in the season with this team. Your prior on the Steelers is probably a little low. And it's because they tailed off towards the end of last season and they were just awash with attrition at the you know, injuries to the defense, injuries to Ben Roethlisberger, just a just a fatigue injury in general with his arm. He just could not attack you deep. And everyone knew it, everyone took advantage of it. The offense completely stalled. And I think realistically, with a little bit of investment that they've made in the running game, a little bit of uh, uh, a turnover at the offensive line, and I guess everybody is everybody knows this is a bottom five offensive line. But what if they're not? What if they're actually closer to league average? I still have yet to see it. Um, it is going to be a different offensive line. That's for sure. Uh, and even if this offensive line stinks, Ben Roethlisberger has a tendency to get the ball out of his hand extremely quickly. And they have a little bit of an element of surprise in terms of how this offense will be creative. We may see some play action, more play action than we usually see from Ben Roethlisberger. We may see some Uh, Misdirection, some pre-snap motion, uh, some some plus EV concepts being weaved into Matt Canada's offense that we did not see under Fitchner, who stunk. And I think realistically, the element of surprise combined with uh, uh, the relative health of this team overall makes the gap a little smaller than a touchdown. Uh, Is six and a half fair? It's still plus EV by my numbers. Is six fair? I wouldn't touch a six and realistically i think that's where this is going i will i pointed this out a dozen times already and it's not a super strong argument but last year when they played in december in buffalo it was a two-point spread on the close and you can argue till you're blue in the face that it should have been a three point a three and a half point spread that that was the true difference between those teams at that time but i will argue you back just as strongly that pittsburgh is in a better state now than they were then on top of the fact that uh um, you know, you have a, f- a complete new look offensively. So it's going to take a little while for the Buffalo defense to kind of read and adjust and, and be a little sharper
0: here. And um, yeah, someone, someone um, I'm going to mangle his name, Akshesh Bikele. That's going to be close, I think. You said the Steelers offensive line is different from last year, but there's no evidence that it's worse. I think that's a really good reason (laughs) why I'm just staying away. I feel like if I have a set of probability, I think it's going to be worse. I don't know if it will. Uh, There's probably a high probability it's similar. And really I don't want to find out with money. So I'm staying away from this game. I'm not using yeah. it. I'm not playing the total total the total Maybe got bet down.
1: Total. This total got bet down pretty aggressively. This is one that was a little bit of a head scratcher because you do have so many offensive weapons and this could be a game that's decided by uh, you know, that that that's competitive till the late stages. So uh, not sure exactly what was driving that. I don't think this Bill's defense is especially good. And also, like, you know, the Bills play a little bit of you know light boxes. They ask you to run on them to a degree. And that weirdly pairs with what Pittsburgh wants to do, which, again, is minus EV in the long run, is not going to help them win more games this season than they won last season. But for this game, I think it can help keep the score line a little closer Uh, and, uh, you know, realistically you just need a couple of Josh Allen stops. And this is, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about a 28, 24 game guys. This is, yeah, yeah, this is a, this is going to be a one score deal under a touchdown in my opinion. And I got the plus seven and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm tickled pink about that. So, uh, let's move down the card to the New York jets who take on the Carolina Panthers in North Carolina, probably going to be a hot, sweaty, humid day down in Charlotte. Um, And uh, you get to see two offenses that are relieved of the misery of Adam Gase play each other in the same game. And uh, not only will the Jets offense have a much more updated look under um, Mike LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's younger brother, older brother. Did we ever figure that out? I think it's his younger brother. Um, Michael LaFleur now calling the shots for the Jets offense. Zach Wilson throwing the ball. And, yes, he does look like a high school kid, but he absolutely showed that he had a live arm in the preseason. Uh, I can tell you that much. So uh, going, you know, going into this game with uh, if they can protect him to the degree that Uh, you know the investments they've made in the round one of their offensive line should be able to protect him particularly from the blind side then the Jets are going to score points in this one Um, and that makes them live at the current line of five and a half this has been bet out pretty aggressively in favor of the Panthers which I don't agree with and it's been bet up pretty heavily but guess what that correlation is telling you Panthers line going up total going up means that everybody has recognized how crap this Jets defense is this just defense is going to get passed on like in, but in, in, you know, with, uh, with ease throughout the first half of the season, later on in the season, as Sala kind of gets his fingerprints on this team, maybe they play better. Um, but for now, uh, this over 43 was one of the, uh, the, my favorite looks of the entire preseason. We've talked about it now, I think two or three or four times. And, uh, at long last, the market has come with us. We are out now at 45, my fare is 46, so it is not bettable at this point, um, but I'm happy to have that CLV. This is one of the few CLV wins that I am going to be putting in my pocket week one.
0: Yeah, I essentially played a 43. I sold it to 44 at even or a little better, so I'm sitting on this one as well in the over. And it is weird that we found this weird correlation. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this that you didn't say. Like, the Jets' defensive injuries. Yeah, it was going to stink already. It's probably bad, but the Jets, like, it just watching what happened like i think and this is not a long-term thing because obviously long term i'd rather have zach wilson than darnold but like i haven't seen anything that's like oh darnold is just gonna fix himself now that he's not the you know the jets organization anymore like that's not something i want to back and lay this many points even at home against a uh, kind of a stinky franchise so like the correlation between the over going up and the panthers stretching out makes me want to play it. like i love the over it's probably unbettable you're right at 45 but I kind of want to look at like Jets team total. Over it's going to be I,
1: like twenty. It's going to be I, like twenty.
0: I think I think the Jets do. I don't. I don't think this is like uh, you know the the total went up because of the Jets' defensive injuries. I've liked how the Jets' offensive line has come together a little over the past. You know, just what they've put together over the past few years. I like Wilson how he looked in the preseason. I like some of their weapons, and yeah, I again we should say something nice about the weapons in Carolina. They have some good receivers and. It, fairly decent running back that also gets involved in the passing game the question mark there is darnold I'm like oh darnold revenge game but yeah i'm not excited about laying points with darnold ever until i see like oh, oh it was yeah, gaze, seriously. it was gaze, and like oh Brady no no fixed no, oh, and no, 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 no so, andy
1: andy andy so, hey, we're not we're not laying points with we're darnold not laying this points season. With darnold. this season this season no. i don't care i don't care how good he gets um real quick the uh uh our friend Rob Pozzola uh, loves the Jets this week. By the way, uh, he was probably whoever that was probably him who scooped all the plus five and a halfs just now. He was uh, very high on them when I talked to him this morning, um, and uh, I think over. I you know, I don't love to grade our you know a, a team total while I also have a an over in that same game but uh do you think uh what do you think of a secret pod play on jets team total over 20
0: jets team we're doing it secret pod play. Is secret pod to, play. Total over. i like this oh. here's a good question by cable 74 fade rookie quarterback and coach though
1: in a past it, life yeah not it is now. a thing
0: but not not with not with somebody is <laughs> inexperienced with rules starting over with a new quarterback too like it, it's not you know it's not belichick or Reed or even mm-hmm. Carroll against a rookie head coach. It, it's a fairly young coaching duo if you want to count Brady in that too. And the, doing it with a brand new quarterback. So if, yeah, like I, I like the over, I like the Jets team total, but for there we'll just we'll move on to more interesting games that don't involve me backing Down the court. back backing Darnold. So oh God. I said more interesting games and I brought up Jaguars Houston. Where David Cully? um has not said anything that makes me want to back them this is such a such a hard pass to rookie quarterback rookie head coach combo combined with a guy who maybe shouldn't have a head coaching job and to rod taylor like if you're betting on this game you you obviously put together a 16 team parlay and you just felt you needed to include every team. I don't have strong takes on here. This is like a sneaky survivor. I bet some people try to sneak the Jags in as like a sneaky survivor pick. If they have multiple entries, like I'm going to use the Jags here, just because like, it's really counterintuitive. I don't know. Like maybe that's why I'm not a survivor in week three every week, but yeah, this is, this one stinks up to high heaven. Like I'm, it, it actually crossed the three at some places. Houston wasn't going to have Roby anyway, and now they, like, down the line, they just got worse again with a trade. And I wrote down, rookie, head coach, quarterback are tough to back in week one. But what are you going to do, bet Houston? So, (laughs) probably move
1: Uh, on. Yeah, to go back to our former point, uh, if you want to bet the rookie QB and coach, do it with the Jets and get the points. Don't lay the points on the road. Like that's it. This is a different scenario, a different setup that I would not doesn't speak to uh, success. Uh, And uh, honestly, uh, the yeah they are Houston comment great comment. Houston is objectively tanking. Um, They traded like one of their one players that had a freaking pulse today. Um, The uh, point I was going to make though was skip divisional week one for Survivor. If you're oh for sure, skip it. Uh, I, I
0: got involved with the Jaguars last year. I took yeah, team, le- like three leagues. Learned yeah, you.
1: One. Do you remember how that went? That was their only game they won all season. <laughs> and this could be and. And if you're telling me that there's one game on the Houston schedule that is winnable this season, it is their oh, home opener. Is their home opener where they're hosting a rookie quarterback and he's laying points? Um, my realistically, also three three points is fair. like you're just doing
0: i'm not saying cut 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 drew off yeah no my producer my producer dan looked at me like what too long you're going too long you're going too too long on a
1: game we were supposed to skip like
0: don't i'm like easiest game
1: easiest pass on the board the jaguars at plus three implies that they're what five four or five points better on a neutral than houston that's probably right that's probably correct might be right houston's probably a minus ten houston's probably minus ten the jags are probably a minus six give houston maybe some home field bump maybe you know downgrade Jags because it's their first ever game in the nfl uh, at least trevor lawrence's and i'm fine with jaguars winning by three that seems the most most likely outcome here let's keep on moving Two, another game that i passed on i don't have as good a reason why this was a pass uh tennessee and i also don't have a good reason why tennessee took money here this uh this was a two and a half at one point it has now been bet up to three uh the titans are an easy skip for me over the duration of this season and um uh, cardinals similarly they you know there are huge questions for me in terms of how they'll be able to defend aj brown and company in the passing game at the same time though uh titans offense is going to take a step back in the absence of art smith so if i had to pick a side here for you know some sort of work you know, work pool or something. I'm just taking the points with the Cardinals uh, and hoping that Kyler Murray does something special. Otherwise this is an easy skip.
0: Yeah, probably an easy skip for me too. I will say we talked about that. One of the higher totals on the board, I think it's probably the highest total that doesn't involve the chiefs. And I wrote something again, I wrote something about, uh, you know, Kyler Murray is the favorite in the market for most passing yards week one because it's a high total. It's probably going to be a back and forth game. He does have some, I'm not like an A.J. Green guy, but uh, Rondell, like, there's some new toys and he's healthy. He looked really good the first half of the season when his shoulder wasn't hurt, when he was able to run the ball and they did you know, buff up the the receiver core again, and they have like a legitimate top five receiver on this team. So like Cardinals going to get theirs, I think. It is still a bad secondary, even though they did add some pieces in the offseason. You don't just fix a secondary like that without making a big, big free agent splash. And, you know, I think the Cardinals do get theirs, but their team total is probably going to be 24-ish. Like if there's a 23 and a half, reasonably, I might get involved. And I did say uh, the you know the back and forth nature of it and why Kyler was favorite. I did find some of that too. The Tannehill to lead the uh, league in passing week one, Hmm. not including the Thursday game, just Sunday and Monday only. He was 20 to one compared to Kyler being the favorite. I felt like you know they're going to run a little more with you know Mr. Tractor Cito, but still. Like that felt like a little bit of value. So I got involved in a small prop, and that's about cool. it. And yeah, is that hard, a price hard, pick? Hard skip. Is that a no, price pick? No, no, pick? no. This was just, it oh, was God. a win bet. had a bunch of fun props. Oh, okay. Cool. Did you hear that, truck Yeah. Wow. That's that crazy, though. That All right. Better Moving team. On. Oh, we just keep clicking it. We're both <laughs> clicking at the same time. Chargers and the football team. I want your opinion on this. This is never easy for a West Coast team to travel that far east. Is it greatly lessened by the fact that it's week one and you didn't have to play a preseason game or anything last week? like Yes. I'm, I'm almost wiping it out completely as like a situational problem.
1: I am as well. happily, happily, we'll take happily. teams that, that traveled across the coasts uh, if the price is right. The problem is the price is not right here. <laughs> yeah. What would you have needed to get involved with the Chargers?
0: Man. Are the Chargers so, the right side? So, so, And, again, there's, there's like, no value on the zero. This is and the toughest breakdown. And the one, ones are dumb, too. So, like, if you look at book to book to book someplace, I've seen, like, one and a half on – I don't even remember which team. Like, the, both teams are favored at certain books. So, I'm, I would want – again, I want it to be, like, two and a half for the Chargers. And then at that point, you're saying, well, Andy, wouldn't you – yes, I would just bet the money line. Like the, the only way I would bet this is a Chargers money line if I was getting a better price. Um, a lot of uncertainty here, too. And if you think, again, going back to what we started with, if you think you're ahead of the market and you really, really think the sophomore slump isn't a thing, Keenan Allen is sneakily possibly a top five receiver if he's healthy all the time, and this head coach is going to work out. Maybe this is an absolute laugher when you go back and look at it and be like, oh, man, Washington won a division, but they actually didn't win that many games. And when you look at the games they won, they didn't play any good quarterbacks hardly. Like Washington was a paper tiger last year, even though they had a fun playoff game. We go back and look at this when the Chargers are in the playoffs and we be like, man, they were." you could get them at a dog price at certain places a week one against a team that won like six or seven games. So I'm um, – I'm not getting involved, but I, I think it's one of these that we might put, you know, we might be able to look back and feel funny about.
1: Yeah. Okay. We need uh, to
0: help, this, help this guy out. Wife's oh taking boy. the horse back. 55%. Uh, okay. Do you want a
1: real tip here? If you were trying to hit 55% this week, stick to college. There's still, yeah. there are still big edges in college football. The edges in the NFL are much, much narrower. I can already tell you this. Um, you're going to catch bigger edges in the NFL weeks two, three, four, as there's some overreaction and some reshaping of the market. And there's some injuries that we don't know are important or we think are more important or less important than the market. Uh, you know, NFL week one is not a great time to try to make the make up the mortgage payment. Uh this game is extremely difficult for me to cap. I have talked myself into well, maybe the charger, oh, maybe Washington, oh, the over might be the actually the under has a look. I I I can make a case almost for any bet that you would want to make in this game, which means this is an easy walk away from. Uh, but I will for sure be paying close attention because uh Andy, believe it or not, we're gonna learn a few things. About this, will be a learning game. <laughs> oh, game. god, who's our this guy? I'm gonna give this
0: guy props, <laughs> even though he's probably not watching. But, um, uh, little, little Hawaiian guy, Aaron Water Show. That's Aaron, the
1: yes, thing. top cocky.
0: He's top cocky, yeah. He, his thing, he's either you're either winning or learning. In his UFC <laughs> I'm going to retweet his next UFC articles because I enjoy reading his stuff. But yeah, this is a, you don't always win. Some of these are are learning ones. And yes, you are. It's like the U, U, UCLA LSU game we talked about the other day. Somebody brought that up. I think, no, it was on Brown Bag. We talked to Felica about that and he said, it's a very interesting market. And I talked to a few people about that. And boy, there were some varying opinions and I'm, I was of the, opinion that we should just learn about that LSU team from the game and I think we did learn a lot and maybe UCLA might be a pretty good team as well so um yeah this is a learning game and I'm I'm not betting it
1: okay let's talk about one that we did bet and uh I think you went first on that one so I will go first on this one um I don't know that you bet this actually I bet this at uh, I bet the uh, over in Eagles Falcons at 48 this Eagles team
0: bit. you talked me into it
1: Falcons, okay, so let's uh, set. Let me sorry, let me step back and set the, the table. Entire table here for you. Philadelphia, this is number 463 in the rotation. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have vacillated between minus three and minus three and a half throughout the duration of the summer. People, the market cannot make up its mind, uh, lay the hook or take the hook. It has been uh, a push and pull that we have seen go on now for months. And ultimately, we are looking right now at a Falcons minus three. That's probably where it closes. Um, But the matchup that really matters here is both offenses against both defenses. In my opinion, you have an Atlanta offense that has got a shot in the arm this offseason by upgrading their head coach and offensive offensive vision. Art Smith takes the show on the road to Atlanta and has a multitude of toys to work with in the passing game. All he needs is league average or better pass protection for mac ryan and matt ryan has uh, a revitalization sort of a season on on the horizon uh and it's mostly going to be done through the air as far as i can tell you so this is a great setup for going up against the philadelphia eagles team eagles bottom five secondary by my numbers falcons bottom five secondary by my numbers eagles also have a very decent kind of diverse set of passing game weapons Uh, they can give you some two tight end looks they can give you some three wide receiver looks that are both interesting the Quez Watkins emergence is interesting to me Uh, Smith is finally healthy he'll be out there Rieger may not be very good at this but he'll at least be available (laughs) so uh, this could be a shootout aerial aerial attack shootout and Jalen Hurts people will People will be hard on him for the duration of this season unless he does something awesome. The the public opinion on Hertz is real cool after only seeing him play like three three games last year. So I'm not sure exactly why that is, but that is the truth right now. And ultimately, he can play well out of structure. He is a scrambling machine, uh, and I think uh, this Eagles team is going to be able to put up some points. The Eagles. Were a great overbet last year with a depleted wide receiver core when hurts where it was in the game similarly the falcons i think with the uh with an actual offensive vision finally after all these years are going to oh, be a nice over-team. I, love that,
0: I love that you said vision there too because that's a big part that's a big part of my notes
1: okay re- you ready for this question I'm You, pro- you sure probably you probably probably you probably have uh you know some opinion on this is this the only falcons game that will be lined in the 40s this season <sighs>
0: I'd have to look at the schedule. There might be some other 49s. Like It, it depends what we see. From, and I do think the Falcons defense will probably stink. And really, the, the offense probably has improved. I'd give it a high probability that Art Smith can do something with this offense. So maybe... But, yeah, and, again, if, if this offense really clicks this week against – and, again, you, you did shit on the Eagles secondary, and this Eagles secondary is going to kind of stink out loud, but they did have a lot of injuries the last couple of years, not just on the line and some skill position players, but they run they ran through some injuries too, you know, in the front seven. And they are – they're. I don't want to compare them to Tennessee. I think Tennessee's worse. Like, But they're Tennessee-esque, where it's like, all right, the front seven, okay, and actually Philly is better, and the secondary just – not not good it it will be able to be beat which sucks in a passing league so like the the eagles defense probably can get a pass rush but can't cover much so it it might not mean a hill of beans when matt ryan looks really good again uh, especially if the defense thinks that i do like your over you convinced me i took a little bit and yeah it'll come down to uh, really i think i think the And maybe I'm talking myself into a Falcons bet, which I won't make. But (laughs) I think the Falcons will get theirs just through the passing game, having you know Ridley and Pitts, and hopefully being able to avoid that uh, Philly pass rush. But it'll be the Hurts thing. Does Hurts work? The Eagles' offensive line should be better. Is it better? I think it's not going to really matter against uh, the pass rush that Atlanta's going to offer. Well, maybe the the offensive line. The offensive line will probably look good.
1: The only thing you could say positive about the Atlanta defense towards the end of last season was that they were getting pressure because they were aggressive blitzing the shit out of the football late in the season. Like mm. they were actually playing relatively well defensively; so They were keeping it together uh, outside of a couple of lo- of low effort performances. And it was mostly because of the blitz. The problem is when they went up against, um, you know, a decent offensive line and got no didn't get home. Then they their guys were exposed on the back end, and that is how I see this playing out. Both sides, um, both sides, exact exactly. So, um, you know, did, I, you know, I'll give you uh, ten points if you can uh, name the uh, the defensive coordinator for for the uh, Eagles under Nick Sirianni and where he came from, or where we he came from. We
0: probably talked about this guy,
1: Jonathan Cannon, I believe. Jonathan Cannon, he was the defensive backs coach in Indianapolis. Sure. Uh, so yeah, he's taking over for Jim. Um, he's taking over for Jim Schwartz.
0: Yeah, two two rookie head coaches. Uh, another learning game. I really want to learn about the Falcons' offense and how bad this defense can be. And we got to find out a lot about Jalen Hurts in the regular season mm-hmm. in yep. a game that actually, because they all matter at this point in the season.
1: You know what a brilliant setup will be? If the Eagles can somehow pull off the upset, and granted, I have some Art Smith uh, Coach of the Year that I'd love to see live later in the season, so I'm not rooting for Falcons' losses. But if the Falcons were to break everyone's heart again, uh, because that's sort of in their DNA, uh, and the Eagles get upgraded by the market because their offense looks amazing against the poor Falcons' defense. uh, Next, and then let's say Jimmy G and the Niners go to Detroit and are kind of meh. Right, and they're you know you know the the Trey Lance insertion plays are just just throwaway plays, right? And it's it's just uh it's a it's a lackluster low win. They they cover the teaser leg, but they don't really uh, impress, right? Uh, Niners next week against the Falcons are going to be a great 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 bet, and I would love 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 to get that number under uh, under a touchdown, and I think it will be under a touchdown. It's in Philly. Um, but I have my I have big eyes for that Niners spot.
0: Even I mean, just Philly's offense clicking. Even if they do lose the yeah. game, and it's like, oh, this was a way to start the season with a, I mean, essentially a rookie quarterback too. It's not like he has a ton of playing time. It's it's like a baseball thing. It's like, ah, this guy played for the Rays in the playoffs, but he's a rookie again this year. So yeah, I mean, essentially rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. Going down to Atlanta, putting up a decent amount of points and losing, I think you'll still get a little market sentiment and get your wish there. Okay. And I'm, maybe I'm just I'm manifesting so many uh Falcons 17 and 0 seasons in my head. Like, <laughs> can't can't lose this one. Dan loves that one. So yeah, no, probably no bet out here. Um, and truthfully, okay. like if, if if you made me bet this, I'd take the Eagles straight out. <laughs> just I wouldn't even yeah. fuck around yeah. with the points. I would just Same. bet the Eagles to win at the on the money line. It's a coin flip.
1: So, yeah, it's a coin it flip. Is.
0: Seahawks and Colts was interesting because not really from anything recent maybe, but uh, the last few weeks, the Carson Wentz saga, um, got him him in alignment in walking boots like that, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, what were we thinking, like six, eight weeks maybe we were trading for a quarterback. And then like three days later, the, the timetable is completely shifted. It's like, oh man, they might be back. And then, uh, I mean, the, the market's got a little, a little wonky on this. It went wonky immediately. People were betting every sort of Colts under and just hammering the Seahawks. And truthfully, like if you took all that and made a go away, the wind stuff, the other injuries, everything that's happened to this team, and they were completely healthy, and we were excited about this team coming into the game. <clears throat> I think I can still make a case for the Seahawks under a field goal on the road against this team. Again, Frank Reich's a good coach. I love him to death. We like what they've done. But man, I'm just not. Carson Wentz is ever going to be a good bandwagon. And we're kind of excited about the Seahawks. I think our biggest trepidation was um, our guy, Shoddy. Shoddy. Um, yeah.
1: Who am I? Shoddy, shoddy, yeah. a departure. Yeah,
0: Shotty's de- departure. I, I thought I had the wrong guy for a second. Shoddy's departure was a philosophy clash. And there was people who posited that the early season Seahawks that were fun when Russ was cooking was Shoddy, you know, doing something different, and then it got reined in. And then that's why they parted ways. Again, an offensive coordinator was let go after setting the most points a record for the most points a team has ever scored in, not a team, the Seahawks franchise record for most points in a season. And then you let him go. So definitely some philosophy issues there. And we said, like, if the new guy is a yes man and he says, yeah, we'll run the ball a lot because that's what Carroll wants to do. And we're going to go old school like we have or second half season. It's not going to be fun. If he, and at first I said, if he has the balls to stand up to Pete Carroll and the man, and say this is how we should do things. I don't think that's it. I think it's the uh, sugar or honey over vinegar thing. Like, if maybe he's just better at explaining to Pete Carroll, here's what worked in those games where Russ was looking like an he was anointed MVP at early in the season i mean he pretty much had it according to the media and then it just everything regressed so maybe if he's just better at explaining to carol and the powers of be that this is what we need to do to be you know let's get one more super bowl run out of this team before you go back to college because all that stuff has finally gone away and you can go back to coaching the kids again i i doubt he does that but he's got to be getting closer to retirement as well so that's where i'm stuck on this and again probably a learning thing but if the Seahawks are looking good, this is one of those where if it's Seahawks by 14 at half and the second half is like Colts plus four, I'm probably laying it with the Seahawks. Like, yep. if I'm excited about this offense. Like, it's a team I can double down on on offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was an easy pass for me because the Colts are just an enormous wild card. They had the worst preseason of any team in the NFL. Um, I think it was a huge minus for them that Carson Wentz missed the time that he did because they didn't get to a internally evaluate him and understand what they have. And they didn't b get to complete the reclamation process by getting him lots of comfortable reps in camp and really building some chemistry with the wide receiving core. That's pretty young. Uh, And if this were a perfectly healthy offensive line, which it's not at a bunch of places now, Um, then I would at least say I will entertain the idea that Carson Wentz experiment may work at this point. I am not willing to entertain that idea. And I think the Seahawks are cheap at two and a half. And I think this total is low at forty nine and a half. There has been some really aggressive push pull on this today. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, and that's, I, that's been, kind of where I was leaning to. Every Even, time the
1: board's lit up, it's going. It's like two and a half, three. Two juices indexing, but forty nine and a half, fifty. Like this has been uh, just the market cannot make its mind up yeah. today. It, it's um, another
0: road team that I'd be willing to back a team total over on. Because you're talking, you're talking like at twenty five and a half, twenty six. Yeah indoors opening the season healthy i love their wide receiver weapons just i don't want to do it before i know what i'm going to get although i did love some of the stuff i saw in the preseason some of the unique stuff and usually you don't see much in the preseason they do hide some of that so and femi brings up a good i wouldn't even tease the colts like this it's it's it is a high variance game yeah this could be a close one but there's a decent chance that the Colts lose this by like twenty one. If this yeah. Seattle offense is working and the Wins thing is if Wentz looks like Wentz has looked, this could be a blowout, which is a bad way to start your season at home. Yeah. So yep. it's also and it's team. also
1: one where the Seahawks could be up by fourteen and just let the Colts write the hell back into the game. <laughs> you know, like anything good, anything good for. Them.
0: Yeah, high variance I game. I don't love, but I again, I if I had to bet it, probably the yeah, Seattle over or the, just the over. Yeah. And again, I'm scared of the Colts, so we're leaving that yeah. alone. Here's a shitty game.
1: Uh, yeah. Hopefully, okay. <laughs> I played the under. So, Hope you're right.
0: Yeah, before you, before I let you explain the under, boy, how about the crossover with this? Was Zimmer being there? Mackenzie Alexander being? Oh, yeah, there were back. It. Other guys that were Trey Waynes, Trey Waynes. Um, I feel like there
1: was we're a still.
0: coach that just got let go somewhere else that Zimmer picked up because he used to coach with them in Cincy. Like these teams are inherently tied together.
1: is Minnesota, right. Cincinnati, North, or is Cincinnati, Minnesota, South?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're you know, how like sometimes you roll into a town and it's got like <laughs> here's some city in Guada, you know, Guatemala. yeah, sister it's city, like sister, sister, no, sister city, yeah. They, Although Cincinnati is known as the Queen City, the Queen
1: City, yes, the Queen City. And
0: Minneapolis is, of course, a twin city with St. Paul. With <laughs> that amount of history, so that's about all we have.
1: Has to, this, already has a sister. It's,
0: it's that's Saint about Paul, all we have yeah. to say about that game. But yeah, yeah. The, the Vikings secondary can't get worse <laughs> because I think that's about the floor for as bad as the secondary can get. That said, it's not like they did a lot to improve it. The only positive, and we mentioned this in the preview, was. A lot of those young guys got a lot of snaps. That's got to be worth something. People that think this Vikings secondary is going to turn around in the back of a few people being back, I mean, the linebackers are good, and they might have a little bit of a pass rush, but the secondary kind of stinks. The Riley Reef bowl there you go. So, like, honestly, like, the Bengals, the Bengals money line is kind of live here. I don't have high hopes for the Vikings this year. And, yeah, the, the Minnesota offense, if it doesn't click here, this game – goes way under
1: Whew. I hope that's how it goes and Chase, yeah, Chase, I thought this I Chase thought the market I, Chase, oh yeah Chase looks lost man he's having some serious crisis of confidence and that's not something you want week one as a rookie when you are a fifth overall pick um, the Bengals I think there is a reasonable expectation that the high flying 50 to 60 passes a game Cincinnati Bengals that you saw last year under Zach Taylor, (laughs) is not going to manifest for a couple of weeks, maybe months. I I think that the likelihood that the Bengals come in with a conservative approach to try to protect Joe Burrow, to try to get him some game reps in a comfortable setting, having coming off of that major knee surgery, I think is high. And we know that the Vikings are going to leave points on the field because that's what the Vikings do. And if the Bengals did any kind of positive upgrades to their defense and all the investments that they made in the offseason, if the Vikings made any kind of positive upgrades to their defense with all the investments they made this offseason, then these are two underrated defensive teams against two conservative offensive approaches. I am mad that the market will not come with me on this 48. I haven't been like stumping super hard. Like this is the bet of the week. I'm not trying to like influence anyone here. I thought it was going to happen more organically, but uh, my fair total on this one is well off market and it is not going down.
0: Here's a plan. And this is all I'll say on this because I agree with a lot of what you say and I don't have a lot of takes on this game. But yeah, the the biggest thing to me is the Minnesota. They have that good zone run scheme. Dalvin Cook is obviously an absolute stud. And then when they get to these third or fourth down situations, they absolutely turn their brains into mush and don't do anything right. Like they they continually let drives stall, let touchdown drives turn into field goals or miss field goals. So what if we live bet the under every time Minnesota has a first down across the 50, because it'll be that those, those, those drives are worth what roughly five points yeah, and and, the, and and they'll get three way more than seven. So I think I'm kind of, I'm kind of down with that. And uh, yeah, if, the Minnesota's, if the Minnesota if the Minnesota defense can get any sort of pass rush, I'm a little worried about uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, it goes without saying that the line is dude, still obviously an issue in since
1: that scenario you just described was Cincinnati Week One last year against the Chargers. Two eighty. Oh
0: my god. Two eighty.
1: Yeah. Do you remember how many? In your opponent's territory, punts there were in that game, there was like five. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, I was going to say some of those so drives are going to end up with zero. Yes, zero. You're going to get some zeros there. Yeah. Um, I guess Bengals' offensive line still a huge question mark. Riley Reef is their best player. Interior of that offensive line is especially problematic, which means if the pass rush upgrades worked at all for Minnesota, they're going to be in the backfield a lot. Um, one of our sharper friends. Laid the shit out of this Vikings minus three. Uh, you didn't have an opinion on that.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't like either side here.
1: There's was a lot I of oh, there's a lot of smart people that were laying the laying the small chalk a lot this week, which was kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, the road chalk.
1: A Lot of road dangerous, chalk. Dangerous.
0: Dangerous. And yeah, the the Bengals again. I played like some alternate. I Dutch some alternate total win totals. Like, I think I have an under two and a half on them at a decent size number. So, okay. I'm not. I'm yeah. I'll be cheering for the Vikings, and not because I'm from here. So, yeah. And somebody somebody mentions a teaser. Don't even though they are a home dog. at if you had a two and a half that you could tease up, I guess. But I'm not doing it with a very big question mark at quarterback, and probably a lame duck head coach. Mm. So. Probably they'll be better. Away, they'll you. be
1: better. They'll be better spots to bet it, the Bengals. Yeah, give get, him yeah, yeah. Give them, give them time to kind of react, and get chase. Give chase time to get his feet, his head right. <laughs> Whatever the fuck's going on there.
0: Niners, Drew. California team. That's where you're from. uh you're yeah. Well-pats. Heading to
1: the Detroit Lions. Uh, Gary, when you're a team that's coming off of all of the injuries that the Niners did last season and you're going to play a team that intends to bite kneecaps uh, I think uh, the likelihood that the uh, Niners get out of this game healthy is their top priority they much much more important that they get uh, you know their squad some reps some some game time under them and uh, start to uh, you know get their season off to a better start than last year because last year it went off careening off of the cliff uh immediately um so very hopeful that uh guys like Nick Bosa look good uh very hopeful that Jimmy Garoppolo can be competent leader of this team because I have a little bit of exposure on the Niners doing something ultimately this season and I would like them to I'd like to see them get off to a decent start against the Lions team that is utterly lost uh franchise vision is somewhat more I you can buy I can you can sell me the vision of this Lions franchise more so than you can sell me some of the other teams that are kind of aiming for purgatory this year, whereas the yeah. Lions are kind of more like realistically, like we're going to build our young tra- players in the trenches and really target 2022 and beyond. Um, but the coaching is a huge problem, uh, really, at least the, the you know, the head coach. So we'll see. Uh, prepare what, to be wrong about that. Who the hell knows?
0: What um, would you, Yeah, But we could be wrong about anything. We still have to take stances. What? Would you say is the biggest weakness of the 49ers secondary? Shit. I kind of gave that was a Freudian slip. I was gonna say defense. The biggest secondary,
1: yeah. It's the it's, it's the specifically final. the depth. It's specifically the depth. Jason and, Verrett, and the, the depth, too. Yeah, Verrett, If they have to go
0: nickel, if they have to go dime, yeah, if yeah, someone yeah, gets yes. hurt, they're yes. in deep, deep trouble. What I mean, just this is like me pointing to you know a, a fourth grader trying to show them the alphabet. Like this is just the easiest thing. So if you have a bad secondary, you have to worry about getting beat by a good passing game. Yes, the Lions have thirty-two out of thirty-two.
1: Let's not shame as, St. Brown. He looks kind of gnarly. He, he, he looks does kinda look kind of nice.
0: It's bottom five receiver core. Bottom, no, no, bo- bottom, bottom, bottom one. one. It's bottom one. one. It one. is the bottom one receiver core. It is a downgraded quarterback. Probably, possibly, even a downgraded coach philosophy offense. The running back situation isn't any better than it ever was. Swift with some injuries. So the offense is still not gonna be able to get it done. It's just like this could this could be one of those. Remember when the Niners won nine-nothing on a 10 point spread? Take yeah. The inverse of that. Like the Niners cover this by I scoring 10. The that. Niners might cover this scoring 10 points. Like and that's the biggest thing is you have a road favorite over a touchdown with a pretty low total. That's that's what they're saying about the line. That that's insulting if you're in Detroit because it's like, oh man, we're a big dog at home. And at least the totals uh the total is forty-five. Like their <laughs> implied team total is pretty low for all. Yeah, this is yeah, the
1: best yeah, so this is the best. This is the best teaser the best league. teaser leg like, on the board and it's not close.
0: Even even being on the road. And it has discouraged to use road favorites, but man, yes. Open up some open ones if you want. I will be. If we, all, if, if we go down, we'll all go down together on this one. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this is, uh, and, and will forgot how to block. Like, yeah, the, there's nothing really good happening in Detroit. Um, Hopefully they got the water fixed up that way. Real quick, the, uh, that's Flint. And, that's Joey territory.
1: I mean, at least Goff has some experience playing against the Niners. Uh, it's all bad. Problems, <laughs> yeah. He has sucked every time he goes up against his team. He tends, tends to turn into a pumpkin, but uh, that's fine. Uh, let's keep moving down to Browns Chiefs. This is the main event. The main event. Yes. 55 minutes into the podcast, and we finally get to the game that matters the most, and it is the Browns and the Chiefs. I have not really heard your ultimate take on this one, so I will not pollute the water with my general thoughts here, and I would like to hear what you think, uh, how this handicap shakes out. And uh, what to expect in preview of the AFC Championship? Question
0: mark? Yeah, Bronze are live, aren't they? If they want to take that next step. Like, again, it's a you're playing a team who has an aura of, not invincibility, but it's a team that's been to the Super Bowl twice in a row. AFC title game three years in a row now, is it? Yeah, very good team, obviously. Uh, the Andy Reid off a buy joke works when it's the buy off a preseason game. Like Andy Reid the time to prepare, knowing he has to prepare for an upstart team that made the playoffs want a playoff game, is finally healthy, has the defensive player of the year, has probably short up their de- has, you know, short up their defense with some drafting and additions, is probably stronger on offense by becoming completely healthy. And really the the biggest question mark here is the retooled reconfigured defensive line for kansas city and that's what i'll be watching like i'll really be interested in that because i know what patrick Mahomes is going to do i know kelsey is going to eat i know Tyreek Hill is fast like all these things are good things are going to happen this totals the highest on the board for a reason because despite the browns defense being very good the chiefs will get theirs and you know the chiefs defense can be beaten you can't have perfect players every position unless you reside in the Bay of Tampa, and they still have a few, you know, there's a few chinks in the armor as well for every team. And this one, you know, their, their defense is not as good as their offense. It's just pretty easy to say the Browns will be able to score just because they have so much talent and they kind of, were, they were, they were vibing at the end of the year, right? That was a thing. Now you get Odell back and if Mayfield doesn't absolutely flub it and regress, this is a fun team. I don't, I don't have a bet here. If I was going to bet something, I'd probably, I'd probably take the points. Really, like I think the Browns can hang with anybody. Like the boost of confidence, playing that well in the in the postseason. Like honestly, that's a game that they could have, should have won. In the postseason, there was some funkiness, and uh, I won't remind you of the play that kind of turned things around. There, we had a lot of that in the postseason. Ask the Saints too. I mean, these things, one one play can really screw things up. But uh, yeah, I'm not betting it, but I would take the Browns if I had to.
1: Okay. I took the Browns here. Uh, I was waiting for sevens. They never came. So I, I gave up. I, I, I gave up. I took six and a half. Um, my fare is four and a half. So I am two points off market. I'm probably a point high on the Browns relative to market. I may be a half a point low on the Chiefs relative to market. And I know I'm a half point low for, for home field advantage heading into the season. So yeah. that's probably how that math works out. But I'm two points. I'm two points off here. Um and yeah, Patrick, same same brain space as me. The yeah. the um the general thesis really Pacific. is the and, and honestly, you're the like, fourth smart NFL handicapper I've talked to today. Who the disrespect for uh, Travis Kelsey stopper Jeremiah Owusu. Cor- is just, just it's just it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's outrageous it's sl- this slander will not be tolerated in the jok stan household here uh he is going to absolutely I like jok
0: up. too that's easier yeah. and JOK, and yeah. really like i don't lean on my power ratings as hard in week one because i know they're oh, yeah, wrong yeah, like I, I know they're wrong more wrong than they're going to be eventually but at yeah. the same time yeah I can't find a, a world where I can make the numbers make them four and a half, five points worse, like a yeah. lot closer, a lot, lot closer to three. So, yeah,
1: goddamn it. I'm okay. going to
0: join you on that. I'm going okay. to So, things,
1: let's though. let me let's talk about a couple of things. So, if you've already got some Browns futures, part of that thesis was the whatever probability they have to win this game, if that comes through, then all of a sudden the probability that they have added to getting the one seat is massive. It's big. And that's where you're going to capture that value. Even in a very, you know, one game sample size, you're going to capture some some value right away if they get this win. Um, They are obviously coming in with a completely healthy squad, which matters, Uh, an offensive line that should be able to hold off the Chiefs defensive line, even with their new configuration. Uh, And Baker Mayfield, without being pressured, uh, with a full healthy set of wide receivers should be able to score some points on this defense, which makes them live in my book. Anytime, anytime you're going to back a team that's going to go up against the chiefs, ask yourself, can they score 30 points? If the answer is yes, then they're back, you know, then they're a play uh, if the price is right. And then that qualifies here for me, the Browns teams can score points. Um, the Browns defense, I'm not counting on them holding off. I was joking entirely about the J O. I was, I was J O okaying about the Travis Kelsey stopping, uh, The Browns defense is not, I'm not expecting them to be good enough to hold off the Chiefs from getting into the 30s here at all. In fact, this has a lot of the whiffs of the old Patriots Chiefs heads up, heads to heads, you know, Rams Chiefs, Chiefs, you know, like team with the ball last wins kind of a deal. Um, And ultimately, I think this Browns defense will be great if they stay healthy by the time we get to the end of the season ultimately but there's so many new pieces there's enough guys that are coming off injury there's enough uh you know chemistry issues and assignments and communication all that's going to be tested particularly on a, in a hostile environment like arrowhead so i think the likelihood that this flies over the total is real um and i think ultimately the browns are alive to get the upset still uh and uh, i took six and a half so you know i gotta put my money I I where my mouth enough. is I mean, yeah, I'm on it. Or this I talked just to
0: play
1: it. I've talked to this, this fucking team. I've talked them up for going on two months now at this point. So I had to put my money where my mouth was to a degree. I couldn't sit out this game, uh, which is so fucking important. Um, and honestly, uh, Andy, let me do one more little thought experiment with you. You ready for this?
0: Oh, I love a thought experiment here and
1: there. Let's pretend like the Browns really do pull off the impossible and get the win. And let's pretend on Monday Night Football. Uh the public who goes to war with the Baltimore Ravens in the get-back Monday night football game, let's say the Ravens take care of business, just eat through the Raiders, right? What does Chiefs at Ravens open for week two? That is your Sunday night football game next week.
0: I'd probably have them power ranked pretty closely then. But the market would still want to give them some respect. Minus two, you think? You still would be minus one and a half two. I I, I feel it should be like a pick or even Ravens minus one. But I feel like you still have to the priors. Like they don't, they wouldn't want to take. They wouldn't want to take the Ravens as like a plus plus money uh, money line.
1: So walk, don't run. Don't walk to the window to get Chiefs before it hits three.
0: Yeah, probably. I would Dosakis.
1: Okay, so we already got a play lined up for our Sunday uh, openers pot. I think.
0: Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. That's maybe yeah. my favorite thing. I love these, but I'm pumped for that. So, all right, um, let's move down. Yeah, we, we are in agreement. We're both betting it.
1: Dolphins, Dolphins Pats. H- I'll get. I'll kick off kick this one off. Uh, this is one of the two plays that I made this week that I have. I'm losing to the market on. I bet under. See, I bet over 44 here. And now I could have gotten over 43 and a half, which I absolutely hate because 44 is a key number. And if this lands on 44, I'm going to be fucking steaming. Uh, and it, And I'm going to find some way to complain that I, there was a bad beat in there should have been one more point out there. Um, but don't get me wrong. The Patriots made a very, very good decision to start Mac Jones week one. And I honestly, my live reaction was literally Belichick hasn't lost his fastball like I thought he might be. This is a great sign that they are going to try to make one more run at a championship with this new uh, new quarterback in in play. And, you know, we'll see if that ever manifests or even comes close. I do not have a strong opinion on that now, but the better you're better off finding out now than you are waiting uh, and seeing, you know, see, you know, learning for yourself when Cam Newton is finally washed, uh, and that you're not going to win games that way in the NFL in today's day and age. So I'm glad that they made this decision. This is not a great opener to put him into the, you know, to throw him out there at divisional game. These are always a little weird, but I think ultimately it upgrades the Patriots ceiling offensively significantly. They can play faster. They can, they're going the aerial attack is going to be more vertical, less horizontal, that's a huge positive considering where they invested in the offseason. Uh, the running back situation is outstanding for the Patriots. The offensive line is top five with a bullet for the Patriots. This is a team that is going to be a solid overplay for many weeks until the market catches up because people assume that a Belichick Patriots defense is going to grind it out and be, you know, and hold their opponents' heads underwater. When in reality, this Patriots defense is. Is very suspect to the pass specifically, and they have loaded up on the on the defensive line. Their pass rusher showed flash in the preseason, but and and they're going up against the Dolphins offensive line that stinks out loud. Uh, however, there will be plays in this game when the Dolphins pressure when the Dolphins pass pro holds up, and the cornerbacks are going to be exposed. Stephon Gilmore is on the pup. J.C. Jackson has taken a step backwards. QB you know CB's two and three that are going to be on the field a lot are guys that I do not have a ton of confidence that they should be out in an NFL field just yet they may get there towards the end of the season this Patriots defense we may have a different discussion in week 15 than we're having in week one but right now this Patriots defense is going to give up points Dolphins on the other hand great little great wide receiver room we've talked about this uh ad nauseum this off season. Uh, Tua, You know, I'm not saying he's going to go out and become the next Dan Marino by any stretch of the imagination. My grade on him is low, and this could, this might not work. Um, but it's at least, uh, you know, they are in play for 20 ish points here. Uh, and I think ultimately this is a a decent overspot. Uh, plus you have two young quarterbacks. That uh, could turn the ball over, giving you know giving each other short you know, short fields uh, or even defensive points, which the Dolphins' defense is known for. Um, do you have a general sense as to why this ticked down after the news of Mac Jones as the quarterback and Stefan Gilmore is on pup? You're muted.
0: I'm still thinking. I I don't fully. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not fully grasping the move. Although I'm not. I wasn't in love with the over. Like I get it, and I I do like some of the things they did. I like how they're going to you know use two really talented tight ends. I liked how Mac Jones looked in the preseason, but I also like the Miami defense. I like that Flores knows what you know partially is going to know what to expect for the most part. It is a divisional game, week one. But it is up north. And yeah, that's. Uh, I'm worried about Miami holding up their end, end of the bargain. I'm okay. really, really too agnostic this year as far as I don't know what we're going to see. I hope the Dolphins are good. I like the rebuild. But yeah, and somebody says, yeah, Bama versus Bama quarterback. That is. Uh, how often does that happen when it's not backups? Bama quarterback don't seem to make it. Hey, Jim McCarron, Karen, looking at you. Um, I, yeah, I didn't have a strong take on this game. I would, uh, again, if I had to bet this, it would be the Dolphins straight up. And, yeah, live, laugh, love. That's not what it says. Love, live, laugh, laugh, Laugh. laugh, love.
1: Almost got it. Almost got it.
0: (laughs) I still can't do it. So Um, I I can see your points, but I actually would lean towards this being a pretty good line. And, yeah, again, the Dolphins maybe getting this done. I I wish I did. I mean, when's the last time we had to see – and they have had time to prep, you know, it wasn't like the Matt Castle year where he just got thrown in and that was a very talented team outside of him. It's starting to, starting to feel like our priors over the last 20 years are too strong for Bill Belichick and starting over with a rookie quarterback might be as much of a disaster as it is for a mortal man. So I'm, I liked what they did with the offense as far as the additions they made in free agency but I was really hoping they'd bring in a quarterback if you want it to be good. Mac Jones might be the answer. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trepidatious about both offenses and i like the Dolphins defense better. The Patriots defense I've been on record saying it's going to take six weeks. They always figure it out, but they might not be good at first. So I wish you the best of luck.
1: Okay. Uh, I wish I didn't play it. I hate getting involved in division games week one. It's never a good feeling. These are all, they're always weird. They're always fluky. Uh, in the back of my head, I'm gonna have that's those same thoughts. These two games that they played last season, 21-11, 22-12, just weird ass games between these two teams in general. Um, so yeah, not 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 feeling not feeling super about that one. I'm I, I fucked up, guys. I, I'm gonna own that one. Shouldn't have shouldn't gotten involved. Um, there'll be better chances to back Patriots overs later in the season specifically. What do you think? I guess can I make up? real quick uh can I make up some lost units on this assuming it goes under uh if I bet uh over 43 Patriots Jets
0: maybe I kind of like that
1: okay all right so week two Belchick we might get I might get my years. over back I might get my over money back a week two okay okay uh right now that total sitting at 44. so if this one goes under 43 and a half that total almost certainly opens up under 44
0: all right a couple more games and then I can gamble Broncos minus three at the Giants not really interested in the side even though now that it's come down to it the Broncos another road favorite are probably the right side with everything happening I don't know honestly what we're going to get out of Saquon our DFS play of the week of the century is dead because Ingram is out I've never been a big Daniel Jones guy. I like some of the things he does. I like it when they did design runs for him. I thought that he was underrated with the ball in his hands in that, in that sense. But I love both of these defenses. I really like the secondary. And we went with Teddy Covers, not Teddy Scores a lot. This is going to be a more conservative offense, even with some good receivers. Getting, again, a new quarterback in a new situation who's his whole career been – yeah, I'll take what the defense gives me. Taking what the defense gives me does not get the other fifty points, especially if I don't believe in this Giants offense against the Broncos at all. Like this this just feels like a 1710 game all day long. I played under 42 at plus money when it was a little higher. And yeah, that's one of my three plays now because I did I actually just bet the uh I bet the Browns while we were on air.
1: All right. Uh I wish I had gotten involved with when do, what number did you get in this?
0: 40 I think 42 plus
1: 101 okay okay and, moved a lot. and, it's, if, hard, and it's hard it's hard
0: to if, move there's only so much if, it's not the preseason yeah
1: if this if people are listening to this on Friday Saturday and it lands on 41 would you tell people to bet that or, or steer clear because I think that's where it's going
0: I would I would try to find a 42 like I, I wouldn't want to bet 41 and have 41 even though I just said it lands on 27 I don't know depends on your risk your risk tolerance um oh, you did a good morning too. Good yeah, morning well, it,
1: everybody. I think you must have replied, and you replied with the uh the YouTube, and Adam was watching very Periscope, so I wanted to give him some oh, Periscope. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> well, he didn't see that. That's hilarious. Uh yeah, this the deseki's hitting, like Femi said. um okay. Uh the Bronco. Oh yeah, the Giants, damn the Broncos are a team that I desperately want to tease against, but I want to tease against them with a better team than the Giants. <laughs> yeah. The Broncos are a team that I definitely will tease as a small dog, but I, uh, I obviously, you're not teasing the Broncos through zero. No, um, but
0: if you did want to tease this game, rather than teasing the total up to 48, I would tease Broncos plus three, Giants plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a game that lands it's like those, you know, iron broncos cross five or six yeah i'm on the under. i love this one a lot
1: um okay all right I, I think that's a solid play i really do and uh as um as mikey noted, or mickey excuse me as mickey noted uh sumo's uh on broncos for Some the uh, matchbook one. insight uh, although he got two and a half. And by all means, of course, you got to yeah. pay attention to those numbers, man, because this, if you think a low scoring like this isn't going to land on three, you're bananas. Uh, so Broncos by three feels exactly right to me, and I was an easy pass. Packers are out to minus four versus the Saints in Jacksonville. Weird game considering the locale has been – uh, moved from the Superdome, which is currently blackout dome, and will we'll probably it, <laughs> <laughs> it will probably be a while until we see Saints in the Superdome again. Maybe week four against the Giants. If not, then we're talking about Halloween against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, ultimately the change of venue here matters. Saints obviously have a great home field advantage with the places rocking. uh, And the Packers are dealing with a a young-ish offensive line all of a sudden. One of the stalwart strengths of this team was their stability on the offensive line, keeping Aaron Rodgers in a clean pocket, allowing him to attack teams down the field with his one weapon and his other multitude of other things. Uh, And realistically, this... Game played in New Orleans, it was probably a chance to look for the Saints to cover or win. But in Jacksonville, it's an easy pass for me now. And the Saints defense has questions, and particularly in terms of how they're rostered. Some of the suspensions, some of the injuries are issues, in my opinion. Uh, and I think there's a case to be made for an over here. But I think 50 is awfully high to get too aggressive there. Jameis Winston is an over guy. Now taking over as the Saints QB because yeah, he he's going to throw you. He's he's aggressive. Touchdowns he's going to throw touchdowns teams. for both teams. Um, and uh, yeah, ultimately, if the Packers get a three-point win, I'm not going to be shocked. If it's it's if it's in the four to seven range for the Packers, I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah. Uh, and if the Saints pull off the upset, I'm not going to be shocked. So uh, this was I thought a fair price, and I have kind of steered clear. I guess the one thing I want to mention about this Hurricane Ida bailed out. All of the bookmakers who were sloppy around the Aaron Rodgers situation yes. because there were some bad, bad bets written on behalf of Packers, uh, you know, as dogs in this game. And all of them get voided thanks to the relocation here. So get out of jail free for everyone who was sloppy over the summer. Count your blessings, uh, I guess. And uh, yeah, <laughs> my boy,
0: time. my boy, my toy. <laughs> <He> had, uh, <laughs> I asked him about that. He's like, oh, yeah, we got, we got, uh, we had to avoid all those. Oh, no, like all the bad factors. <laughs> oh, like, bummer. All that bummer, action. Bummer. All that. And he said, <laughs> you know, like you reopen it, you don't take as much because it's a good number now. Um, case for the under, and I'm not betting it, but case for the under is when you think about these teams, people, and you did it yourself. You talked about Jameis. You talked about Rodgers. You talked about, I mean, we didn't even mention Devontae Adams. I think he should come up. Um, We talked about the offensive lines. We didn't talk about two pretty effing sneaky good defenses, like sneaky good defenses that people don't talk about because we're always talking about the, you know, Rogers, Devontae, we're talking about, uh, you know, the quarterback debacle of the last two years. God, they played four different quarterbacks, I think, in the last two years and didn't even get the long neck guy from the Verizon commercials in there. That was like three, four years ago. But, yeah, that's – I New Orleans is a good defense and Green Bay has some good defensive pieces. is a little high for me. I'm okay. Probably not getting involved, but and like you said, like again, if Jameis is doing Jameis' thing, that's probably oh why I'm staying with
1: Can you imagine if this was a Taysom Hill game and you could bet under fifty? How that would be your biggest bet of the week, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably the only thing keeping me off this under. Is Jameis is highly volatile and we don't need that we don't need that with an under
1: volatility plenty of other places plenty of other ways you can have fun on a sunday besides betting into a james winston
0: game yeah somebody poor yeah. poor connor here had teaser like oh yeah. hate
1: to hear that
0: I, see if this makes God, sense damn, rewind buddy. what you make broncos rams on a neutral because rams minus three and a half a giants week whatever
1: yeah well i mean the the rams are a play there <laughs> at three and a half i don't think it will be three and a half once we get we're not even point. high
0: on the rams You're,
1: and that's a play. i'm not even. yeah yeah right right my, my rams broncos number would on a neutral uh i think is probably rams three what about you
0: yeah
1: yeah so that's that's gonna right be six right and, and a half and when three. we get there i guess yeah
0: that's probably a good number so. all right let's yeah. close her out we got a soccer match to watch here's rams
1: Bears-Rams, this was, I'll I'll start here. I've made some bad bets in my life as a football better. Uh, Somehow this qualifies.
0: Browns-Raiders over. And then it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eight points of negative CLV. Dude,
1: I I usually have it on my calendar to start checking the wind on Sunday before betting totals. Like come, uh, you know, middle of October. That Browns-Raiders one snuck up on me like a motherfucker um but that was the biggest minus clv for me last year maybe of my lifetime this one is trending in that direction because the total which i bet into i think at 45 ish i think i bet under 45 tick down to 44 i'm patting myself on the back i'm like oh yeah buddy like here we go another you know first winner of the season uh no that was a that was a head fake apparently, and or some information changed, and this has now been bet up to forty six and a half. There are places like Pinnacle; that had forty seven and a half when I woke up this morning, and I did a double take like that must be a different game. That can't be that game. It was that game. It's come back down to forty six and a half. So cooler heads are prevailing. The best I can tell you, this all trickles out from. I know because I was scratching my head. I was asking everybody. Uh, pizza had the answer this morning, and it was. The rumors, the whispers of a second-half performance by Justin Fields drove the boat here. Is my guess, and, um, and is that correct? Like, yes, if it is. a hundred percent. Yes. Yes,
0: but I, I don't know. And maybe you could throw him in the Jameis boat too, or just a young quarterback getting thrown in like that is probably high volatility.
1: Of I course, but for I, to, the totals, goes up immediately, I, it, immediately.
0: I don't I disagree with that a little. Okay. Like I think he is a better quarterback eventually, but throwing him in cold at halftime, I feel like Nagy's gonna reel into play calling badly. And that's where I worry about this total getting out of hand up in the 40. I think 47 might be a bridge too far for me. And yeah, if, if they right. do short leash Dalton and they stick fields in second half, I guess if you if you said do you want the over or the under, I'd take the over because of the volatility and just like the, the thing that we just talked about but at the same time that play calling might get real ugly from Nagy.
1: The best case scenario for the under was four quarters of Andy Dalton behind this
0: yeah, oh, piece sure. of
1: shit offensive line. Okay. That was the best case scenario. The second best case scenario was four quarters of Justin Fields behind this piece of shit offensive line, because either way your defense is preparing for a specific style of play. The worst case scenario for this under is the switch at halftime because then, you know, presumably the, the Rams already have a healthy lead <laughs> and all of a sudden now you throw chaos into the mix with a quarterback they haven't prepared for who can scramble and evade pressure and, you know, take shots down the field and those shots either turn into points going the other way or, uh, you know, or home runs and, um, yeah, I don't love it, honestly. Or just
0: or incompletions out of bounds on six yard outs, like that. That's the only thing that scares me. Is like, I believe if they do that, Nagy's play calling sheet is very small compared to what okay. he would be normally doing. I, if and it, it goes against the face of oh, we should put another quarterback in, see what we have, try to get back in this game. But everything Nagy does goes against the face of logic, so. Yeah, yeah re- re- okay. agrees with that. So, I, I and from a fan's perspective, I'd love it if we saw Justin Fields in the second half. I want to watch that. Oh yeah, I definitely and if, see that. Oh yeah,
1: of course. And if you're and if you're a bookmaker and you've taken just liability out the wazoo on the Rams at this game and every which way, you want to see Fields at halftime too. Oh, yeah. uh, you want the chaos. Introduce some chaos. Um, it's going to be an interesting halftime play for us on Sunday, yes. especially after three days in Vegas and all the brain cells killed. Um, but it will yeah, I I I will remember this one and uh, and ultimately if the Bears season unwinds the way I think it will, just because of the questionable personnel decisions that Ryan Pace has made, um, every single time we get to a Bears handicap for the duration of this season, we will be extremely critical of this process because it is as it is it is it is a total clusterfuck what their what the vision is for this franchise and the way that they've constructed this roster outside of the one deci- you know one good decision of uh, going to get fields
0: so good show um,
1: yeah you too
0: this felt this felt good to do games again like the no, previous yeah. shows were fun but
1: hey, we, we did, did an hour and twenty we did a full six full slate we skipped it's Monday obviously
0: we skip monday we will talk about monday on sunday night that's what we do so if you miss the monday night game if you have questions hit us on twitter we'll answer them but we'll cover it a little more in depth on the sunday night uh openers while well, we wait for openers we usually talk about the monday night game while we're waiting for the screen to get populated with more lines for week two already my god we're already thinking about week two
1: and yeah i i got I got seven. I already got lined up for week two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the few and I, I just need some things to shake out right, and we're going to have a bunch of bets. I <laughs> love overreaction week. I'm pretty happy to have done this. We will be back tomorrow night for a halftime show of the Bucks-Cowboys game. We will be back Friday with a secret bonus thing that I haven't even told you guys about yet. Ooh. We'll be back Sunday for two because we got the opener show and the halftime show Brownbank bets tomorrow. We've got college show on Saturday. New name for that. I think we're doing a rename already. And of course, Winbet senior trader Matoy Pearson Friday, live from Vegas as well. Cause he just lives here. That's how Vegas works. I and, love it. Uh,
1: Should I hit the music? Yeah. Do I put the banner down first? I can't even remember how to do it. I this.
0: will put the banner down.
1: Hey, we get to talk over the music again. Andy's muted because he forgot how this works. And he's I I beers. I forgot to mute
0: myself. And we have the Prize Picks promo. Oh, We're
1: Prize top, Picks top promo!
0: Top Brady just needs to throw for one yard, and you get free fifty bucks. I it's like on his, our Twitter. It's I, like, on our Twitter his, right I like
1: his chances.
0: I do like his chances. Can't Andy get that?
1: Who's your first touchdown score, by the way? Did you already reveal that, or is that a brown bad, bad special one? I think. Uh,